Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Transformational Powerhouse podcast. My name is Chelsea Morgan from The Collective Therapy. This is the place where I'm going to share all my top secrets and we'll have a fat chat about how to keep bloody love alive in the year 2000s, hey? I've gathered all the juicy tips from the past 10 years working as a healer, relationship counsellor, teacher, hypnotherapist and back-to-back relator, let me tell you. My goal is to transform you into the powerhouse that you were born to be. I don't subscribe to the belief that therapy should take years or even months. It should be rapid and effective, matching our modern way of living. So listen in and help me help you. I've got your back. Let's do this. Hi, guys. So this is a quick episode, but a good subject, let's say. So fear, F-E-A-R, would you believe it? (laughs) The reason why I said that is because of the poem I'm about to come or the acronym, I believe. Anyway, um, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. That's what fear is. So I'm going to go into this a little bit further. But first of all, I want to show you or tell you, not show you, tell you about the experience I had where I saw fear, definitely false evidence appearing real, playing out in quite an extreme situation. So the situation was I live down in Denmark, Western Australia, And we had some pretty devastating fires recently in Feb, which, you know, we're talking over 2,000 hectares was burned and it was awful. And we were right in the guts of it. We had to evacuate. I live on a farm, my partner's family's farm, um, which is about 68 hectares, uh, surrounded by a national forest um, and blue gums which go up in fire very fast um, and so we had to evacuate. Our neighbours down the road unfortunately burnt down so just that's a bit of context to explain how you know fear provoking it was and therefore I saw fear you know playing out in different individuals differently. So I was actually talking to my friend the other day and saying you know for me when I'm really scared or in quite a high pressure situation, believe it or not, some people get a bit surprised by this, but I go into logic, like thinking, I become calm and quiet and I just get stuff done. So that's how I deal with fear um, in that situation, in a drastic situation with breakups or relationships in the past, not so quiet and not so logic, but with, you know, like, mother nature turning it on and situations where it's life or death. I become very, very logic, especially when it's out of my control. So anyway, that's my experience of fear in that regard. But I watched people around me just let fear take over. So I watched someone become really angry. So I watched someone name call, yell, criticize, laugh like become quite nasty and it's all because this person didn't want to feel fear so they try and push that feeling out because sometimes it's the worst emotion that someone wants to 
feel. So they push it out of their body and they will do anything it takes to get it out. So they'll criticize you. They'll call you every name. They'll, you know, point the finger. But actually, you know, the what they're presenting as is angry. But actually under all that, it's just fear. You know, it's just that it, they're covering up the emotion of fear with anger, right? That's what we call second draw emotion or presenting emotion. So the real true primary emotion is fear, but the secondary emotion which we see is anger. And then I saw somebody else become really emotional and scattered and not able to concentrate and thinking about all the drastic things that could happen and just becoming completely, you know, uh, not tactful. So for example, we had to evacuate and, um, you know, like I saw someone just like watering down sheds and doing things that were just, just not helpful at all. When I was saying, you know, grab your photo albums and grab your jewelry and grab your whatever, like things that are important to you, you know, why are you doing this? That's not going to help the situation at all you know, like just trying to have an understanding. But what happened is this person's brain just went to complete mush. And I thought, very interesting, you know. Um, On the surface, they look like scattered and unfocused and just like all over the place. But uh, that's the secondary sort of emotion is um, lack of concentration, let's say, which isn't an emotion, but vague and just yeah, just not with it. (laughs) But actually the primary emotion is fear. Um, And so that's an example of how fear can present very differently in people. And I was saying to my friend the other day, you know, like fear really rules us, you know, people become arrogant under fear, people become critical, people become sad, people become you know, like very impulsive and make decisions which aren't in their best interest and fear can really take over somebody. So have a think right now, how do you deal with fear? So if fear is in your gut, that wrenching, gut-wrenching fear, like just really, really scared, worried, you know, what do you look like when you feel scared? Like, what does that look like? You know, because do you present with anger? Do you present with sadness? Or do you just really say, I'm really scared? You know, do you name it? Um, Yeah, just have a little reflection thing because it's interesting and it's important to remember in any relationship scenario particularly is that when someone looks angry, they might not be angry. They might be scared. Um, And I really saw that play out in the fires. Anyway, um, so let's talk about false evidence appearing real. Now, that is because uh, Eckhart Tolle was very good at explaining this, that when we are in present mindset, when our mind is where our feet are, where we're looking at the tree in front of us, the textures underneath our body where we're sitting, um, and we are very, very present minded, then quite often there's not much fear going on right? Because right in this very minute, there's really nothing to be scared of. Where fear starts to manifest and start to be created in the mind and therefore the body, of course, is when our brain is in future mind or future world, I like to say, or past mind or past world. So I call it future world and past world because yeah, it's just what I do. So let's go with that. So future world sounds like what if, 
what if this happens? You know, with the fires, it was like, oh my gosh, what if I lose all my possessions? What if all my animals die? You know, what if, you know, we don't have insurance? What if we lose everything? Where am I going to live? What am I going to do? And, you know, that creates a tremendous amount of fear or fear manifests in the mind and body when we are in past world, which sounds like I should have, I could have, I wish I had of. Now, the reason why that creates fear, like for example, okay, I'll just flesh that a little bit more with in context with the fire. So, um, you know, I should have grabbed, you know, more of my clothes. You know, I said that in my mind. I was like, oh my God, if I'm going to lose anything and I should have grabbed everything, you know, I wish if I had of um, like I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I wish I had have stayed around a little bit longer and gotten a few more things. You know, like you get scared because you're like, I wish I had have done this. I should have done that. I should have said this. I should have saved that, you know, and then you couldn't get that, you know, heart rate and sweaty palms and that awful feeling in your stomach and throat of fear. And it's awful. Um, And that is because both future world and past world are completely out of your control. Okay, so what if, well, bloody hell, what if is like you could what if all day, every day, all day long and never leave the bloody house. You could what if yourself into a complete analysis paralysis where you just don't move. What if I get hit by a car? What if I get swooped by a bird? You know, like there is stuff in this life that could come and get you and you could what if all day long. Or you could also do the same with woulda, shoulda, coulda, the past world. And just really, once again, analysis paralysis. And why is that? Because future and past are both out of your control. The only world that you have control in is your present world, where your feet are right now in this minute. So the lesson of today, that's the teacher in me, is whenever you feel fear, Okay, because we feel it every day. Majority of us feel fear. It's normal. It's part of being a human being. It's not to be pushed out, but it's definitely to be observed and not attached to. And when you observe an emotion and you don't attach to it, this is what you do. So you recognize it. You're aware of it. Okay, I feel fear. I'm feeling scared. And then you click your finger. What world am I in? What if? Future. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Past. And what you will find is that quite often you are, even if it's a present situation. So let's say you've got a newborn baby and it's going off its tree and you're feeling all this, you know, fear because it's crying. You don't know what to do. Your brain will still be in future world. Like it'll still be manifesting something that isn't right there and then. So for example, in that scenario, because lots of mums say, yeah, but it's so scary because you know, you don't know what you're doing. Well, you do because you can hold the baby. You can you can say to yourself, you know what? I've just got to do what I can in this moment. And whatever happens in the next minute, the next hour, the next day, doesn't matter. My only control is in this minute. What can I do to help me out? Same with every scenario. What can I do right here, right now to help me out? But that this is the only world, the only minute that I have control in. So instead of worrying about what's going to happen, what can I do today? And when you have that mindset and when you have that ability to be able to observe your thinking and your emotions rather than actually attach to them, 
unconsciously because a lot of us think a thought, attach to it, feel the effect of the emotion, fear, anger, sadness, and then go, oh my goodness, I, why was I thinking like that? And it's too late. You know, you've, you're, I say like the waterfall thinking, like we have one little thinking, next little thinking, third little thinking. And then before you know it, you're drowning in the bloody lake and you've, you know, you've fallen down the waterfall. All these waterfall thoughts have just completely drowned you and you're drowning in this puddle, this lake, this dam, whatever. And it's all because you're in what if or shoulda, woulda, coulda. Look, we all do it. It's something that's natural. I find myself doing it a lot and you just got to put the reins on that wild beast of a horse and rein that mind in because that brain can really be like a wild horse. Maybe I say that a lot because I've been watching Yellowstone. I mean, isn't it a bloody sexy show? Love the cowboys. Anyhow, so yeah, bloody rein that wild horse brain in, take control of it and yeah, you will find you will live a much calmer, cool, collected life. Alrighty guys, reach out to me if you have listened to this podcast and you've enjoyed it. I do see that I've got lots of playing, like lots of people listening to my podcast and I often think, oh, I wonder what they think. I wonder what they'd like to hear. Um, Yeah, so reach out. I love any, you know, constructive criticism or just, you know, um, some thoughts about what I've been talking about. Alrighty guys, take care. Bye. By the way, guys, if this episode gave you value and you would love to dive deeper into how this could work in your relationship, then please reach out. My contact details are in the show notes. There is also a free ebook and quiz for you to take, and these will help you gain clarity on where the potential cracks are in your relationship and how to start repairing them. I have also designed a three-month-long online face-to-face couples course called Contemporary Couples. It is bespoke, meaning that the worksheets and what have you are designed specifically to the couple's needs and aren't generic. My clients tend to walk away feeling empowered and elated with absolute clarity on what works best for them in their relationship and where they need to go next. Their love feels alive again and I will not give up until your relationship is where it wants to go. Contact me for a free 20-minute discovery call or email me for more details. Bye.